Gonna Go Pizza presents S S D P P P The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! We just want you to know that we're recording early today. It's 10 a.m. and it is raining ice, as Steve put it. Um, unbelievable what we're about to get. So if yep. you are driving in any of this, uh, if it's tomorrow morning, by the time you listen and you're driving in and there's 15 centimeters Ooh. of just crazy we're about to get, best of luck to you. I, uh, and for anybody that doesn't live in southern Ontario, uh, you guys can go fuck yourselves. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, uh, I, I deeply regret driving today. <laughs> I'm going to go very, well, very slowly. On a the lot of the reason we're recording today is so you wouldn't drive down in the snow. Storm. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes, a lot better. Yes, yes. It certainly so is. So one way is better than two. Yes. Right? Right. Hey, guys. Hey. The Leafs are four, one, four and one. And yeah. zero. Under Sheldon Gabe. Hey. <laughs> Let's get into who Nailed won the crown. Nailed it. <laughs> hey, if you live generously and you don't speak for a living like me, life will treat you royally. Why not pour yourself not? and a friend a crown royal? Because we're talking about who wore the crown. Were we, with the help of you, and I got lots of crowns last night in my mentions, Ooh. with the hashtag Our Town, Our Crown. Make sure to use that Our Town, Our Crown. Uh, just, you know, the person who gave it all for their blue and white in the last few games. Who do you like? Who do you not like? You let us know. Well, it's mostly about who you like. Um, so let's get into this. It's crown royal. Who wore the crown? Steve Dangle, who are you giving it to? Well, well, I'd actually, I'd like to defer. No, no, no. No, no. That's not how it works. No, no, no I have an expert. I have an expert who's going to give my opinion for me. Oh. J- Jesse, uh, can you pull the clip? Oh, Do I didn't you, pull it. You didn't pull the clip? <laughs> God damn it, I thought you had the clip ready. Anyway, last show, I called it, and I was right. I said it was going to be John Tavares. It was John damn Tavares. Thanks, Jesse. I, I guess you you're well rested. I didn't know you wanted the clip. Wait, why? Did I you... asked you for the clip. Uh, yeah, I forgot. It was yesterday. Three straight games. He's gotten goals. <laughs> Morgan Riley really let me down. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Adam, well, that wasn't a good pick <laughs> at all. Um, I keep waiting. I liked it. I, it was, I keep I waiting for it. them to just commit to Barry and Riley. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. I, so. I don't know. I felt it. I, I... anyway. <sighs> So Tavares, Tavares, Jesse, Tavares. No, 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 you guys ahead. were there. It was great. Yes, four goals in three games. Uh, there was a that puck was like possessed. It was demonic. It was weird because mm-hmm. it. If you watch the uh, the replay from the side, it's clearly deflected. Mm-hmm. But then you watch it from the goalie angle, and you're like, "But what did it hit? It knuckle pucked. It did, it yeah, was, it was yeah. knuckle puck time. Did it?" Is that actually what happened? I'm sure that can happen. Like I'm I sure. believe, yeah, I'm sure there are physicists listening who are like, "Well, yeah." No, it was a 35 percent KPT. Knuckle I don't know time. what that means. What the hell is oh, that? Oh, knuckle, knuckle puck, puck time. 35 percent knuckle puck time. Mm. You see is what ha- that puck had. Because and yes, Captain John Tavares. Stat. I'm right. I'm smart at hockey. That's all. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was wrong about Morgan Riley. Yes, I was wrong about Morgan Riley, yep. but I do want to Wait give. Oh, stupid! I do want to give a shout out to everybody <laughs> who two years ago so told funny. me. It's because it's rude. All the Marlies guys, all the Marlies guys who two years ago told me Pierre Engvall is going to be an NHL player, and they were wrong. <laughs> okay, wow. Let's talk about what a shame. Okay, <laughs> are we going to derail Adam's ground? Yeah, iceberg this segment. Why wouldn't we? That's so rare. Why not? <laughs> why not? Do you want to save it, or you want to go right now? Yeah, we'll do a little sidebar. Evidently, here. that was a thing. 
But I remember at the time saying, when, especially in the finals when the Marlies were playing, uh, I remember saying, he hangs onto the puck just a stride too long every time. Just a stride mm-hmm. too long. But that was a couple years ago, and now he's amazing. Ago. I don't know how he's really corrected changed. that. Honestly, amazing. I have to say, when the Leafs are all healthy, when Mitch Marner's back, when everything's good to go. Trevor Moore? Trevor Moore's back, yeah. Uh, people are like, well, I guess they're going to have to send Engvall back. And yeah, it's probably easier to send him back. But if we're talking about putting the best lineup on the ice, Freddie Goche sitting. I would sit. I would sit Patan over Engvall. Yeah. Seriously. See, here's the problem: is that Patan at least has some finish. Goche is where offense goes to die. Right. And it's weird because he does. Every now and then, you're like, does Goche have a good shot? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but like there was, and there were some moments last night where I was like, come on, Goat, yes, this is great. Like mm-hmm. he, when he does forecheck hard, and he he he's never not trying. It's just a he's hesitant. Yes, if there's always this like, well, I don't know if I should. If he would just go, if he would literally just let whatever that 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 barrier is in his head go, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. And what but- I like about Pierre Engvall. Well, he's what is he six five every time he steps on the ice? Oh, he's something like that. They're in him. Uh, he's got a big reach. Um, I had him for a grand total of one game. <laughs> and he's, I, I think, I think he's he's a guy that we talk about. It was funny. Uh, Sid was on when when Tim and Sid were happening uh, over when Babcock was fired. I was watching their show, and Sid was like, and I think I mentioned this, he was like, well, where are all these guys that Dubas said he was going to develop? I'm like, well, that's the whole team. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> and then he said, I think he meant this season. Like, where are all the guys coming from the Marlies that are oh. supposed to fill in the edges? Mm-hmm. Well, Pierre Engvall's that guy. Uh, that's the, they, I, the Leafs have six lines. They have yes. six NHL lines, legit. Yes. And Kenny Agostino has, has not played for this team yet. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Jeremy Bracco. Uh, Igor Korshkov, uh, who who do I keep missing? Uh, Pontus Aberg, like dude, they they have wasn't options. Pontus Aberg like on the first line for a bit last year in Edmonton? Yeah, he scored like uh, no in Anaheim. In Anaheim. He, had, like, he had like eleven goals or something in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> like doesn't mean he's amazing, but he's a legitimate NHL he's a option. Uh. Yeah, so so um, uh, so you know it's just nice to see a seventh round guy make it always like Andreas Janssen. Always, they've got two seventh rounders on the same team. Is that Swedes? the only team in the NHL with two seventh rounders? Two seventh round Swedes. And they have to be. We're in front of a microphone. It's fact. What? That's how it works. <laughs> I don't know that it is. No one else leaves first team ever. And I don't oh know how gosh. to figure. No, no, no. Like I mean, ever. currently. I mean, currently. <laughs> you are making up numbers. It's nice to see Pierre Engvall having success. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And it's fortuitous that his call up coincide with uh, with Keith um, coming in because Keith would know how to use him. Are you giving him the crown? Or are you just talking about how he's good? Engvall is getting the crown. Okay, there you because go. Because he's come up and he's looked like a clerk. <laughs> uh, producer Jesse. Uh, Pontus Aberg, by the way. 23 points in 20 games for the Marlies this season. And it, you all know that AHL stats apply directly. <laughs> so if they call him up, he'll be above a point per game. Uh, Anaheim Ducks Matthews. last season, 11 goals, 8 assists, 37 games. Not too bad. That's not bad at but all. But then he was traded to the Wild and didn't go so well. And yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he was down in San Diego. But, you know, <laughs> you know, can't stay hot hey, all the time. Jesse, who are you giving your crown to? I don't I was thinking. What were you thinking? The night, last night, Steve and I sat uh, in between the benches. It's magical. Unbelievable. It's okay. uh, it started off on a great note. Mm. Did it? Uh, the man who was going to receive my crown was on our ticket. That's that's right. There was a white ticket. There was a blue ticket. 
I was wearing the white jersey. I got the white ticket with with the guy on there. Yep. That good good old Calgarian kid. Mm, with a beard. He ended up scoring the first goal of the game. Mm, a, a dandy. We uh, we did a second period intermission meetup with a bunch of fans. Absolutely. Everyone was rooting for that one goal lead to hold up Everybody. so that he would get that GWG. Oh. Didn't happen. Stupid but... Tavares stole it. Are you mad at him? Ah, a little. You should be. I, uh, yeah. I'd yeah. poke him a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think he'd take nicely to that. Um, Jonas Siegel tweeted out after the game oh. that this player had, uh, after 28 games last season, he had mm. three goals, 11 points, 53 shots. <laughs> this season, after 28 Fucking games. Sorry. <laughs> this season after 28 games, 10 goals, 22 points, 80 shots. Yeah, but he's a perimeter player, am I right? Perimeter Here's player. the thing. 11 points after 28 games last year, if you said, damn it, trade him, I I would understand. I would understand. I disagree, but I would understand. Now, I'm like, stop. What's, what? I don't understand what you're still doing this for. He's on pace for 32 goals and 64 points. He mm-hmm. might be good. He no. might be good. Steve, no. No, no. Steve, no. Mm-mm. No, he's making Kevin Hayes money. You know? So. With a know. filthy dangle. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he just like sort of tipped it? Yeah. Oh, what a no. dangle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. for two seconds. last night? No, no, it was from a few days ago. He scored a goal. It was fine, <laughs> but they called it a dangle, and yeah. it was not. Cool. I just want to let you know that Kevin Hayes' money gets you eight goals and five assists for 13 points in 27 games. Is uh, how, What are the, those numbers, Adam? Uh, eight goals, five assists, 13 eight points. Eight goals, five assists. Nylander of last year. That's why they paid $7 Wait, million for him, because that's what Nylander got. What name <laughs> did you just say? Kevin Hayes. No, you mentioned... You mentioned someone else in your sentence. Oh, William Nealer? Ah, ah. I haven't brought up his name yet. Oh, okay. ah. <laughs> Sorry. Did I ruin it for you? You did. I, I it was a surprise. Why not? It was a Sorry. surprise, but William Nealander will receive my crown tonight for his... Shocking! For his unbelievable game last night. He was all over the ice. He was great. Someone told me after the bu- first Buffalo game that there'd be no way that you could have given William Nealander the crown after that game. Because he stunk. He had two them. breakaways and he got robbed by sounds, Omar. Sounds like he sucks. Matthews <laughs> Matthews was the weak link on that line yeah. in, the, in the first game. I am only going off of what one guy on Twitter said one time. Well, he was right. <laughs> the real reason Nylander deserves the crown, though, 2 24 on Twitter has the real reason. Let's find out the real reason. And then we'll wrap this. He says, the power of Jesse Blake's undying love and support is why Nylander deserves the crown. You were sitting just two spots away from him, Jesse. And there wow. was only there was some guy wow. named uh, Austin Matthews who was uh, like in, uh, in, was in your way. way. Yeah. Fucking cares. It was garbage. Well, yeah. What was it like sitting so close to William Neal? Unbelievable. Yeah. I watched him get his skate blades removed and put back on. Oh, was, Willie too? Yeah, yeah. We Willie. saw Austin. Yeah, Austin, we did his because he was there for a little bit because he had to get both foot, both feet. Yep. But uh, Willie just had like his right blade removed and switched switch back. But that was fun to watch. Sitting there, cheered him on, and said, go Willie a couple of times. Good times. Yeah. Did that make you tremendously anxious to watch the skate blade changes? What do you mean? 
It's okay. I was worried about his hands because I, I don't know. Why Brian Papineau gloves when they do that? Yeah, he, Brian Papineau had t- at least Brian two Papineau. bandages on one hand, yeah. and then he, when he shoves them back in, he literally just takes his bare hand and just shoves the skin. You know, home hardware has like gloves that are like gloves that you can. Anywhere easy, has gloves. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> they even breathe. They're great. I do? use them for when I have to. Do he chores. must have like I, hoof-like calluses. Oh, I would. Think oh, so. yeah. On but his fingers. But I don't understand why he can't just wear gloves. I was anxious because <laughs> I didn't want him to slice his hand open but also i'm like play's about to start like yeah <laughs> get it back on there were like three minutes left in the game and we were talking about how <laughs> if this was what 10 years ago it's you take off the boot you go to the back machine and you go yeah you go <laughs> and you sharpen it and then you do a little the what's the, the little black thing if i forget what it's called yeah, yeah. yeah. It you is a bit finish funny. it and then you give them back and you put it back on your skate it's a bit funny that <laughs> only in the last 10 years they figured that out yeah. right? and papano's been their equipment guy like my entire life mm-hmm. yes yeah, isn't he, a, he on the Borshevsky skill. goal? He, isn't he's he the, the guy who squirts the water, the water bottle? Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> then he's still their guy. No, yeah. but the the skate boot thing. Yeah, how, how did they out? only figure out to pop the blades off recently? It's like wheels on a suitcase. Like, how they only figured yeah. that out? <laughs> I remember when those first came out, people like you'd literally go to the airport, Whoa. like, look at this shit. You can't carry your bags. What is this shit? Carry like a man. Yeah. yeah. Inconvenience or yourself. It was either back problems. <laughs> yeah. ah. It's that side, or you get the whoa. That's the future, bro. Right. And the people are like taking pictures of this suitcase that just has wheels on it. People yeah. start humming the Jetsons theme. Yeah, up. as you're walking by. It's uh, anyway, hey, that's the Who Humans. Won the Crown for this week. Brought to you as always by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously what? and treat your friends what? to a Crown Royal Leafs. Sorry, a Crown Royal Old Fashioned. When you're watching the Leafs, why not? Why Leafs, not? as I said, are four and one under Sheldon Keefe. It's his first home win <laughs> on home ice. What do you need? Why not? Thank you. Thank you. For God's sakes, can we move on? <laughs> Leafs are four and one under Sheldon Keefe. First win on home ice. It looked great last night. Anderson specifically. Oh yeah. Freddie Anderson. Now there was the one goal that everybody in Buffalo was like, actually, that was a tie uh-huh. because because the Freddie Anderson glove save, which wow, fantastic, could technically have been in. And I saw it's funny. Of all the people to to talk about it, uh, uh, Martin Biron, I saw that former Saber, of course, is like, well, I could see why they didn't, but this is clearly a goal, and they should have puck sensors, which we've been saying for years. He's right. Uh, I disagree with the puck sensor, or at least I would want what? to know more about it because where okay, where's the sensor? They have the technology in soccer. It's just along the goal line, and then there's a sensor in the puck. And then mm-hmm. when it crosses that little imaginary line that's like digitally created, it just goes beep. But where's the, what does it go? Beep, beep. But where is the sensor in the puck? Because it's got to be the entire puck. So yeah. unless the sensor is the rim of it. Yeah. You yeah. can do that. Is that? You can do yeah. that. They, they oh, do it okay. in soccer. If they you can do that, then, yeah. then I'm for it. They do it at the highest level of soccer. I'm sure they can figure it out I'm sure. Hockey. I'm sure the reason eh? they're not doing it is that they go through pucks like candy. And soccer balls, go. like they don't. Yeah. They're expensive, aren't they? I I, I want to say, didn't we hear about this a few years ago? And it's like several hundred dollars a puck. What <laughs> is that really? true? That's I don't know. extremely stupid. If, <laughs> well, I don't if it know. is. <laughs> Are you kidding? Or maybe <laughs> I'm wrong, and it's like even if it's fifty dollars a puck, it should be thirty cents a puck. Yeah, the <laughs> if it's wrong. got a sensor in it. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if it's... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, like, oh, I'm like, currently they're that much? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Currently they are practically and that's, free. That's why they're not going to do the sensor. That's why they will never do the, the sensor. The average NHL game uses 12 pucks. Yeah. 
So 12 times, yeah, but it's That's 12 weird, right? times 82 times 32. Or thirty-one, what, soon, soon to be, be thirty-two. Soon to be thirty-two. So yeah. that's a lot of sensors and pucks, and yeah, yeah. So I listen. I understood. <laughs> I thought they were getting. I was in Slovakia. <laughs> I'm like, the I was about finest, to freak out. Burning tires in fields. They can't take any of that. No, <laughs> only the <laughs> finest hand-picked burning tires become NHL pucks, Adam. It's fifty dollars every single puck. Every one <laughs> yeah. handmade. Ultimately, I would only use those pucks for the Stanley Cup final because that's the only time it would matter. The sensor pucks? Yeah. Yeah. Use them for the Stanley Cup yeah, final. Yeah, but then you're going to get like shooters and goalies complaining that the weight is just a little different. No, it wouldn't be. Because you, can, you just weight them different. No. It's I all would, in density. No. <laughs> I would say if you're going to do something throughout the entire season, then you just leave it the same for the yeah. Stanley Cup finals. Why? Yeah. Why bother? Anyway, Nylander goal. I mean, we know Anderson was fantastic, but, yeah. um, you know. There's not much else to say about that goal other than, like, I don't know. You can't, it, it wasn't conclusive, so you can't do anything. I think it is more likely that it was in than it wasn't, but you can't Prove conclusively it. say it was a goal. Yeah, exactly. Which is the rule. Yeah, also, the goal line goes to the ceiling, the blue mm-hmm. line does not. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Uh, did, 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 no, this line has magical powers, and this one does not have magical powers. You got to have your little footsies down in the ice. Shut up! I did enjoy the fact that every time, see, every time a goal is disallowed for another team against Toronto, the people go, "Well, it's because their head office is in Toronto." I saw <laughs> the video someone in Toronto. It's like, where, where, where should they put them? I want to say neutral spot, Kansas. I can't remember. I, was it Elizabeth who makes all the TikToks? <laughs> She's like, ah, oh, yes, the NHL's biased toward Toronto, which explains all the Stanley Cups over the past half century. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the league is rigged in Toronto's favor? Have you watched hockey before? Like Batman, Batman made fun of Toronto earlier this year. Didn't you, he? The commissioner dunked on the Leafs. <laughs> I forget what it was about. They haven't won a playoff round since 2004. But let's talk about the conspiracy. <laughs> the, the, the Leafs cannot stop winning games that the NHL rigs for them. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about the cover-up that we have going on. Is, is anyone else confused as to why the Leafs have gone 82-0 in the past five regular seasons and 16-0 in all the really, playoffs. because they're really good, Steve. They're yeah, really good. Yeah. Can't be beat. Can't be beat. They fired their head coach because at least they wanted to keep up. They wanted to give up appearances as though it really mattered. Right. Because right. they know. They it, know. Because they're struggling. They if you make... <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Winksies. <laughs> Double blink. If you make the argument that the NFL is rigged for the Patriots, I'd be like, okay. Well, well, they, well they, they win every year. The, the so Patriots, maybe. The Patriots <laughs> rig it for themselves. Like, exactly. They, they're just videotaping your practice. What's the big deal? Yeah. What's the big deal? <laughs> What's the balls? And, oh, oh, but everyone oh, does. Oh, man. Definitely bring up Deflategate to a Boston fan. Oh, oh. for sure. They love it. They for love sure. It. <laughs> <laughs> They're just jealous, dude. Did he do it? Jealous, Brady, away for four games. <laughs> Did he deflate the ball? Yes. Could it help him? Yes. Does it matter? No. <laughs> no. Don't know why. What anyway? Don't understand that, but whatever. Um, I also <laughs> run free, bro. Run free. <laughs> Shut up. I was watching. There was some viral video this week about a, a Bruins fan, and she was. Pissed. Oh, just losing it on that yeah, guy, on that yeah, dude, with the yeah. or something. Yeah. And and everybody's like, "Yo, typical boss," and blah 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 blah. I'm like, man, if someone got fucking ketchup on my coat, I'd be pissed off too. I'm totally with her. 
And then he's not. But like, he's just, uh, I mean, she didn't uh, handle it the best. But no, no. <laughs> everybody, everybody is wrong in this situation. Listen, I would be so upset that I would say nothing and go home and have it dry cleaned. Yeah. That's how upset I would be. Oh, oh, that's a and very would, Canadian if, slash Anglo-Saxon like <laughs> ancestry way of handling it. I might tell a couple friends too. Passive <laughs> aggression slash inaction. Yes, completely. If yes. it was an accident, I'd probably apologize to them. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. I'm sorry I dipped my coat in your mustard. <laughs> right? I'm sorry my coat was there. I didn't mean it. Yeah, true, true. Like, I don't know. That guy handled it right. Oh, like, yeah. Like, just sitting there, like, I, I can't unput the mustard on your coat. Like, I, I'm your... apologizing. I'll hand what you. What more do you want? I don't know. How much is it to get a coat dry cleaned? Right. Or whatever. Jesus. <laughs> she seemed, it seemed a little extra. Sure. It was a little much. Outsized reaction to an undersized problem. But yeah. you know what? I'd be pissed off too if I'd been sitting in this little itty bitty <laughs> seat all night. No, yeah, all cramped up. And I'm just like, stay cool, Sharon. Stay cool. Everything's going to be fine. And then my freaking coat gets in his mustard. No, damn it. Well, and if you don't know what Steve's Ow. talking about, they added like how many seats to the garden? Wasn't it like two and it's still just small? <laughs> two. They, they basically have the smallest seats in all the professional sports. Yeah. And everybody's very upset and there's no knee room and there's no leg room. There's nothing. Yeah. They added, I think it was like two rows to the top and like a couple on the side or something. But it pushed all but the seats together. But that would push together. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of seats, man. And there's nothing you can do because it's a stadium and you can't shut it down to move the seats around. No. So. Uh, and it's open, isn't it? Like they're using it for concerts all the time. Yeah, they got like... the Celtics in there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Jesus. So it's one of the best places to see sports. TD's like Boston, awesome. Or, yeah, yeah, TD Garden mm -hmm, is sorry. amazing. Uh, Toronto Dominion Garden, excuse me. But um, <laughs> How do you like that, Boston? Yeah, yeah. Our name's you, on your building. You take our game sevens. You're in our heads. We're on your building. <laughs> Red free, bro. Red free. Actually, we're paying a lot Actually, of rent to be on literally there. paying right. millions of dollars in rent. Damn it. <laughs> Shit, they win again. I busted um, my knuckle there when I punched the microphone. Oh, Why did you punch the microphone? I didn't mean to. I was pretending these, to be angry Sharon. You don't. You probably don't know this, but if you can have a little... like the, These are quite sharp, these edges. Look at me, I'm wounded. There's times in the morning when we're over in the other... Oh, in, the, in the Virgin oh. Radio studio. <laughs> where I'll like, like move myself, or I'll be like standing up and I'll like graze my chin and it'll catch. And it's like it's these are dangerous microphones, very you should, dangerous. You should be compensated. I, <laughs> I don't think so. You want to show the be. camera your wound? Yeah, look at me. I'll never recover from this. Man, I'm dying. I'm dying. Well, this is my last show. This is it. Let's pause for a second and let's talk about gift giving. It is December the first today. Steve, After all. Steve has messed with his microphone so much that it is falling off. No, don't punch it because I, that's going to come through on the recording. I, mm. So just leave it. I don't know what I did. <laughs> anyway. Adam, I was thoughtless. You were thoughtless. You were. How dare. How about being thoughtful? Like How about it? Thoughtful.co. This, this is a great, it's, it's just a great website. It's so easy. And this is for the Toronto area. It just launched here. And essentially, it pulls together gifts like... A playlist, but a playlist for gifts based on who you're buying for. And we, we kind of went through it a couple episodes ago where you're talking about, like, who's it for? What's the occasion? How do you want them to feel? And you got to, obviously, you know, you, you're talking to your, your partner or whoever you're buying gifts for. And you're like, you know where they're at in life. You know whether they're, they're like, I'm ready for a new adventure or I'm exhausted. I just need to relax. And they have things that are based on that. So they 
How do you want them to feel? Well, there's energized, inspired, adventurous, relaxed, whatever. And then you go to the next page and it's like, well, what are they into? Are they into wine? Are they into bar stuff? Are they into uh, design? Are they into self-love or like whatever it is? And they playlist them out for you. So you can find multiple items based on a theme. And that's always like, it's always kind of the best way to give away gifts is, is um, theme it a little bit. And, have, and that's how people kind of narrow down their gifting. Right. Mm. Always. They always tell you to like theme what you're giving away. So it all plays back into the same thing. And it makes it a lot of a lot easier because there's tons of stuff to buy out there. But what Thoughtful does, it goes, wait, here's some great stuff. Here's, here's some the, great stuff. And here's a theme and a theme. And you can hook up with that. And it also has same day and next day shipping if you need it. So if you need it right away, you can get it right away. If you don't need it right away, you can do that too. Thoughtful.co. Check it out. Cool. We Why enjoy. not? Listen, I don't want to start a referendum, but Cody Con? CC last night. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Started Talk, with really the, good tweet <laughs> in the first period. He there was two Boston Bruins, or sorry, Boston Bruins. Wow, really rent free in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffalo Sabres players coming at him. He's in his own zone. They are both coming at him from one angle, which is to the left. To the right, it's off the boards and out. There is no winger there for support. I'll, I'll give him that. So where does he throw it? To the left and in front of the net. He throws it exactly at where the Buffalo Sabres players are Mm -hmm. instead of around. And I understand what he was trying to do. There was a winger coming up in between them. And he was trying to maintain possession. But Cody Cece is a professional hockey player who makes $4.5 million a year. You've got to make better decisions than that. I'm sorry. I know everybody wants to... It's it's Cody Cece and Michael Hutchison. For some reason, people are like, Well, you're piling on. It won't make it better. No, man, they're not good enough. He's not good enough. The decision making's not good enough, and they have to do something about this, or they got to get him out of the lineup. Sportsnet uh, highlights. Whenever they do the highlight packs, I don't know who's working on it, but they've been, they've done a couple. Um, they've done a great job a couple times this year of highlighting just that his decision making, and they'll do like a, a spray chart of where the puck can go and it can leave where it can leave the zone, and then they'll freeze frame it and be like, okay, Cody Cece's here. Here's a spray chart on where it's gonna leave the zone or where it's gonna hit two defenders, and it's hundred percent. Of the defenders. time, they only do it when he screws up. To be fair, but a hundred percent of the time, to be fair, he hits it where right where the other team is, even though there's all this extra space where you can send the puck up it, the ice. And that's not an ability thing, like that's abil- just poor decision making. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the Ian Tully tweet. Do you want to read it or should I? Uh, you do it. Cody sees you just fired a point shot right at the referee who was <laughs> standing in the corner. <laughs> Dude, he nailed him. that ref. Oh. It's not just him. that there's no padding. He's, you can't be expecting to get hit by that shot. That's gonna screw up that rep for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like he's gonna miss plays and stuff and call wrong penalties because he's he's just gonna gear up for a shot. It was a laser beam. Yeah, right to the corner. <laughs> the poor guy. The I will say the the wrist aligning goal. People were blaming on CC. I won't blame on CC. That was I a th- nice goal. It was, it was a nice goal, and yeah. I thought it was McKay. Well, and he also... Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But so everybody... So in the broadcast, because you guys weren't there, mm-hmm. you weren't watching at home. Yeah. Like, well, Cody, <laughs> Cody Cece backs off. So they thought on the first angle, Cody Cece backed off. And then the second angle, they're like, oh, it looks like he got tripped. Third angle, no, he just fell. He just fell. So... Now, I. Listen, it would have been better if he didn't fall, but it would have been better, better if McKayev didn't get, like, spanked so cleanly sure. by Ristolainen. And sure. then Tavares... Like, it looks like he got walked, but he's in a tough spot because mm-hmm. it was either protect the pass or 
protect the net. He, can't he chose to protect the pass. Right. Yeah. Right. I thought it was soup, but we're, we can't criticize soup. Sometimes we also just need to give credit to the other team on a nice play. Ristolainen, man, like he's analytically horrible, but like he's got a pretty wicked skill set. Mm-hmm. Decision making, I assume, uh, yeah, for him, uh, like because you see some of the goals he scored, you're like, this guy's a defenseman. He's one of the players that hockey guys will pay too much for because they'd be like, oh, me, the genius. Well, look at the things we'll he can do. You, yeah, it's so easy to look at the things he can do and and ignore the things he does. Mm-hmm. He's also a name. Like, you hear it, and you're like, Ristolainen, oh, he's been around for a while. Double R. Yeah, he's a hockey player. It's a name you don't forget, and he's yeah. also been, he was their number one defenseman for years. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the only guy that they pinned their hopes on. Basically. Um, so, anyway, I had to say, like, it's just, I, I don't I don't know, there has to be a, a grander strategy at work here. Like, for... Like, Kyle, like, I said this the other day with Cody Cece, when Kyle Dubas came out and said, I don't understand the referendum on Cody Cece. Yes, you do, Kyle. Yes, you do. But you yeah. are, I think they're trying to protect his trade value. They're well, trying to move him. Also, now knowing context, when he said that, Dubas was two weeks out from firing Mike Babcock and probably several months into petitioning to get Babcock fired. Yeah. So someone asked him a question about CC. Oh, I think he's fine. Yeah. I think like, he's great. He just blew his lid. A little stressed. Yeah. Yeah. What sure. a- what is with this referendum on Cody Cece? <laughs> Shut up, Lance! He's just screaming at Lance Hornby, the quietest guy ever. Shut up, Lance! <laughs> Jonas Siegel in a corner Lance being like, I'm not doing it. Poor Lance. I'm not great. <laughs> I didn't ask the question. I'm transcribing something from earlier. I'm not even in this interview, Kyle. <laughs> Whatever, Lance! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why did you pick Lance Hornby? All the I just picked like the nicest one, <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy who I never see well, I, I saying smell, anything. I mean. smell something we need to go back to eventually. Oh yeah. Um, Sabers looked motivated. <laughs> just couldn't get the puck to go in. Obviously, despite the questionable glove save from Freddie mm-hmm. um, Tavares and OT. You know, Magic. okay, yeah, the goal, the 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 puck was voodooed for sure. No, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. But one thing I do want to mention is Tavares is the guy everybody talks about the young guys since Babcock left Matthews uh, Matthews Nylander specifically, um, you know, and some of the other guys that are like, you know, oh wow, they're getting a little bit more of a chance, whatever. John Tavares from that first post game when Sheldon Keith won that first game with them. Mm-hmm. And last night, I, I need you to go back and watch the celebration after he scored. John Tavares, who is usually one of the quietest people on the planet, was jacked. Hype. 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 Yeah. And I've been noticing that this emotion in him has come out a lot more since Mike Babcock left. Now, I don't say it's because Babcock or that he has... A, I'm not suggesting his relationship wasn't good with Babcock. John Tavares strikes me as a guy who probably could get along with anybody. But... It does seem like he feels like they were talking about on the broadcast last night, and I keep saying that because you guys weren't watching it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Nylander is playing freer, and they and 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 Luke Fox mentions it in his piece this morning for Sportsnet.ca. He's playing freer hockey. That's to the shock of no one. Yeah, to the shock of no one. <laughs> um, they were they played that line uh, played much better defensively the second half. Tavares seems back-to-back. like he's playing freer too, and emotionally freer, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. And I think. Whether or not this was meant to be, uh, he's been one of the bigger beneficiaries of Mike Babcock. Can I give you a theory? 
Yeah. Go for it, Jesse. I think we might be going down the same path. As the captain of the team, he's he has to deal with the head coach the most. Oh. So under the previous mm. regime, mm-hmm. who's been the one who's had to communicate the players' unhappy thoughts to the head coach? John Tavares. I think it's been John Tavares. And now that he has that weight off of his shoulders... And he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to show the guys, okay, now it's now it's on us. They fired the coach. Now it's the players this time. Let's do this. And he's doing a great job. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to go on a similar yet different path. Mm-hmm. What is John Tavares? He's the captain. What is the captain supposed to be? Captain. Captain. <laughs> the leader. The guy. Yeah. The guy. He was never the guy. John Tavares' first game as Leafs captain was against Arizona. Really? Yes. You think Babcock was the captain? Yes. Because I just, I everything with him, and now with all these stories coming out, maybe I'm extrapolating too much, I just think of that one dog at the dog park that has to hump everything because he's got to be in charge, he's got to be the big dog. <laughs> Is that what and you think of? Yes. I think, think John Tavares dogs? wore a very pretty C, um, but he became captain in Arizona. Last night was his first game as Leafs captain on home ice. That's pretty neat. Interesting. What an occasion for him. Mm-hmm. It's it's so nice. Hopefully he brought lots of family and friends, and they were actually uh, allowed to enjoy the game though? because why? he wasn't healthy scratched. But why, though? What do you mean, why? why? Why do you feel like that? Why do you feel like he wasn't the guy? I just feel like Babcock was always the grand emperor dictator yeah. of that room. You know what I mean? And now it's a bit, it's a different relationship, I just feel like. Maybe, I think that's maybe what you're seeing in the looseness of it, how the team is, like, getting behind him, mm-hmm. almost. Like, the, they didn't have the captaincy for a long time, and then they made a big deal of finally naming him captain. It has to stand for something, and I just can't help but wonder that it didn't. It certainly didn't feel like it did for the first 20 games. No, and like... And but I mean, he was out for a month. Mm-hmm. But the, well, there was that. But also... Like, I was never adamant that the Leafs needed a captain, really. I thought the debate was overstretched a little bit too much. But I can't help but wonder if part of the reason they didn't have a captain for so long is, well, what do they need a captain for? They got one. It's me. <coughs> Right. Isn't it funny that in Mike Babcock's tenure, there's probably, what, how many games did Dion Phaneuf play for them before they traded him? 40? 45? Mm, yeah, something like that. And then another 20. So there was a captain for 60 games of, I don't know, 350? Yeah. And no offense, it was Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Ca- lame captain. duck. Completely lame duck. You knew where, what was coming. Yeah. So in four seasons, Babcock had a captain for what? 60 games? Yeah. Maybe 10%, 20%. I'm, I'm going to say zero. Zero. They knew Fanuf was going out the door, mm-hmm. and Tavares, I don't think, ever was really captain under him. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me assuming the worst. Yeah. But it certainly seems different now. You've never it? been one to do that, so I'm shocked that you're <laughs> in this scenario. But you never know. You could be right. Um, well, we got to talk about the Leafs-Buffalo the night before in Buffalo, which is a very typical Leafs game from previous seasons, <sighs> right up until 2018. Uh Great start, couple goals, lose the lead, and then push it at the end and just miss tying it. And that's mm-hmm. 
I don't want to take anything away from Buffalo, who on both nights looked great. They were absolutely flying in the second period yep. on Friday night. Like, phenomenal. Four easy points? Nope. No, not at <laughs> nope. all. Not at all. Buffalo got three out of four there. The biggest yeah. issue, yeah, they did. The biggest issue I can see here is with Hutchinson. And I think, you know, everybody's everybody races to defend this guy, and I get why. Stop. I understand why. Guys, totally. this is not the goalie Oof. you defend. No. Um, and it's it's very clear. If you look at his we agree, sheet, said the Leafs. The, <laughs> yeah, true. Everybody's like, well, here's the thing. On every play that, that Hutchinson, every game, he's, he's let in a lot of goals this year, which is every game. Um, he's... Everybody's like, well, if you look at this play, the Leafs blew coverage here. He had no shot. Guys, guys, the Leafs are going to blow coverage. Yeah. Do you, you want to have a shot? Coverage. You want to have a shot against or not? You, ideally not. Okay, well, 25, 30, 35, 40 times a game, you the will. other team has a shot against you. Mm-hmm. Stop those shots. That's the gig. One of one of the most interesting things you did in the uh, in regards to Hutchison, you did in the LFR on Friday, was you ran down just the goals he's allowed in each game. Oh, and that was uh, the CJ tweet. Yeah. yeah, they're all in bunches though. And it was that's true too. It's five, four, four, five, five, five. At some point, you just need to stop the puck. Yeah, and, and not allow four to five goals. And it, the Washington it, game. It's always it's always this. And hang on, get to that. Sure, sure. Because in that game, mm-hmm. the first period against Buffalo and against great. Washington too, he looks great. He's a good first it, period goalie. And then he lets in a goal. Yeah. And then he lets in four more goals. Mm-hmm. Done. And then that's it. And then game's over. And the game is where, if you're a goalie, in the net. In your oh, head. in your head. Yeah. In your head. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Now, it might just be Toronto. It might just be... He played really well for the Marlies with 4-0 or whatever. He was, he was okay great. last year. He was okay. He won it's a couple games. That you, They have to do something. They have oh. to do something there. And he had... Uh, I'll give you one screened goal on Friday. I'll give you one that he didn't. He couldn't see. Guess what? you still got to stop him. Yeah. And and the other three, which he did see, went right through him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, the first of the first four. The four that really mattered. There were six goals total. Five of them were Even on Even the Hutch. Matthews giveaway goal. Like, it was a horrible giveaway. Yeah. You need a save. You need to say, what are you doing? What are you doing? Standing there like Burning Man with your, with your legs all the way open. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So, if you look at the sheets, he gives up goals in bunches. And I think, yeah, w- no games under four goals allowed this year? No. None. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That you can't the Leafs can't not <laughs> they cannot move forward like this no. anymore. The, Freddie Anderson he's got Hutch has got one point yeah. while he's been in that. The closest point. he's come to winning as a Leaf this season is a game in which the Leafs had a four one lead and they Montreal. lost in the shootout. Mm-hmm. Montreal. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Like the the Eichel shot. Well it's Jack Eichel. Okay, okay, fine. The Skinner one, the Olafson one, like you gotta have at least two. You gotta have at least two of them. Yep. In yep. this case, it would have been nice to have one. Yep. Then it's a different game. You got to have, if you're Hutch, the most goals against you should probably hope for is like three. That's any goalie in the league. If you can do three, the Leafs can probably score you enough goals to win the game. Yep. And now their next two games are Tuesday, Wednesday. They got the Flyers Tuesday and the Avalanche Wednesday. Flyers yep. on the road, Avalanche at home. You got to have Freddie against the Avalanche. I don't. Uh, I don't think you do. Um, that this is a strange one for me because I have been asking for Freddie to be on the second half of a back-to-back. It's Colorado. They're a top-five team in this league. If you play Freddie against Philly, I think you have a real shot at two points. 
Um, if you play Hutch there, there's a real good chance you lose. He hasn't mm-hmm. won a game yet this year. And then if you play Colorado, there's a real good chance you lose on account of it's Colorado. So I'm not a – I hate secure two points. Uh, you might want to try to secure two points. Jesse, you look like you were going to say something there. Uh, Ranson, by the way, who came back last night, Holy four points. Holy shit. Yeah, one goal, three assists. My, th- my fantasy team, which is like one and seven, thanks, thanks him. No. Thank God he's back, Jesus. Yeah. I had Tavares and Ranton, and I'm like, I'm good. And they both went down. I and was I not heard, good. I heard Landeskog might come on their road trip, too. So who knows? Like, they and might you know, be all systems go. You know, with Hutch in net, Kadri's yeah. going to score on his first oh. trip back to Toronto on home ice. Oh, yeah. But in front of all his friends and family. Steve, you know what's going to happen. You're a big fan of giving Hutchison another shot. I'm not Why? a big fan of it, but, it no, but that's he needs, what you think. If if the <laughs> players vouch for him like they said they did, mm-hmm. one. You have one more. But this was the one more. Was it not? Isn't we've I, already done the you get one more and this then he, he lost the game on you know, Friday. You know what I think is gonna happen, Jesse? Because they got today and tomorrow off. Mm-hmm. I think we might see a transaction actually. Oh yeah. I think the new goal I think a new goalie comes in on Wednesday for Colorado, and it's either somebody from outside the organization or it's Kaski Suo. They might, they might might, uh, might want to make a trade with Colorado. Uh, uh, try to get name? try to get Antoine Bebo back. Bebo? Yeah, you're looking for cheap options here. Another option uh, I heard floated was uh, Pickard, Calvin Pickard again. Which, yeah, but that <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, well, and the, what are the Leafs going to do? Give up another pick for a guy they're not going to use? Um, no, that makes no sense because the Red Wings just got Eric Comrie. Mm-hmm. But Eric Comrie was the guy we brought up last show. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure. Um, their options are so limited. So limited. And uh, Kevin McGran brought it up. If Garrett Sparks were to become available, <sighs> nah. no. It, it is very different because, I mean,. He was really good with Keefe, but it's the AHL. It's, no, it's different. That's, I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, they. I'd like to see them think outside the box. James Reimer. James, there you go. Well, Eric <laughs> there you go. Eric Carmen's off Comrie's the table now. Seemed like the guy. Yeah. And it's interesting that Detroit grabbed him because it means that Howard or Bernier or both, you have to think, are on the market now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Howard, I assume, is injured. You think he's, he's for a while? That that to me suggested it's for a while. Really. And Bernier looked on the verge of death uh, oh. against the Leafs. Yeah. And, like, now the Red Wings are in you-need-to-be-watchable territory. Like, the 15-16 Leafs were watchable. They were terrible. They were the worst team in the league. But they were watchable. Yeah. The Red Wings stink. They're so bad. <laughs> Like, especially with their injuries, too. Like, I guess they're usually more watchable, but you need a goalie in net, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Howard did go to IR. So, yeah. yeah he's okay. gonna be, it was a knee injury, so he's going to be gone for goalies, knees. Ooh, he's not gonna... I'm going to go with at least a month. And yeah. and also, like, why bring him back? You like, think? Why rush him? Why yeah. rush him? Oh, just, yeah. just get healthy, and maybe we can flip you at the deadline. Yeah. Or even extend him. 
Yeah, I mean, why not? You They'd be, be super watchable. cheap. Yeah. yeah, there's absolutely no reason to rush him back. Yeah, none. Um, how, how badly, I was thinking about this last night, how badly do you think Mitch Marner's dying to get back right now? Oh. Just dying. Oh, yeah. He's been skating. He has. He has. Uh, what's his injury again? I, I realized I couldn't remember what was it was. Was it? High ankle sprain. Oh. High ankle. But it must have been. Pain in the ass. Well, yeah. But it, it couldn't have been. Like, remember Eichel had that really bad one to start, I want to say, it last year? It affected his whole season, I think. It did, but I, I feel like, because there's different grades, right? So I'm hoping, praying, it uh, wasn't a particularly bad one. Low grade, something yeah. like that. Also, he's young. Yep. That helps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not um, enough, but... Now, last night during the broadcast, and again, you guys, I don't know if you watched this uh, when you got home, but uh, Hockey Night Canada had a couple of great segments on race... Before the game. Yeah, the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have time. Anthony Stewart, Kia Nurse, uh, Anson Carter was involved, David Amber was there. Uh, really great conversation that like was like half an hour. It was awesome. Uh, and then between the uh, first and second period, they had a conversation about abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny. I, BX was on. And I actually, I think Kevin BX is really good. I thought actually also Kia Nurse. It's, it's a shame Kia Nurse has to play hockey. Sarah. Sarah Nurse, excuse me. Kia is the basketball player. Kia is the basketball player. Sarah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a shame Sarah Nurse has got to play hockey because she's a she's a great speaker. Like listening to her last night, I was like, man, wow. And uh, anyway, there's a couple guys. So get Bexa, I hope I hope Nurse and Bexa are a part of the broadcast eventually because they were both really good. And um, it was interesting to hear the perspectives. And Anson Carter said something really interesting. And I've had a lot of, oh, uh, quite frankly, shitty DMs. Uh, but a lot of great, a lot more great ones after the last couple weeks of shows that we've done. Excuse and Anson Carter said, I want to make this clear to everyone. And it's weird that he had to do this. He said, I want to make this clear to everyone. We're not on the hunt. Huh. We're just trying. We're just trying to, to be it's treated unbelievable. Well. That he had to say that. That's unbelievable. Now the- I'm paraphrasing, but it's something, he said something along that line. It was like, we're not hunting people down. It's, we're trying to be treated fairly. Right. So I obviously haven't seen this segment, but um, it, one of the most telling things over the past week is, you know how I keep saying they just have to ask the same half dozen or so people every yeah. time something like this happens. And they had, there was a video of just P.K. Subban's uh, comments on it, and the thumbnail is just, like, it's just... Disappointment? It, how many times <laughs> has Subban been asked the exact same thing about basically the exact same shit. Hey, right. hockey in black. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk to hockey while black. PK Subban, JT Brown, Wayne Simmons. But yeah. Even that speaks to the issue. Yes. Because the fact yes. that you can only There's run only to like six guys. 10, 10 black hockey players who have played in the last 20 years. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's not issue. a lot of representation. So, so, yeah. So it's been interesting too in, in, in talking about the abuse. And obviously, if you want to have a more in-depth conversation about what we were just talking about there, you know, our last show was a great place to go. Uh, but um, but uh, on the Bill Peters thing for a second, and I don't want to dwell too much on this, but mm-hmm. the updates on it are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, one of the interesting questions that has arisen out of this is who knew and why didn't they say anything? And we know that the players knew, obviously. The players were the victims. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm talking about, excuse me, let me just be clear on this. Akeem Aliou's update is that he is going to be, uh, he's hired the same law firm as Colin Kaepernick in the United States. He's being, uh, he's, he's got a law firm here and he's got a law firm in the States. And so he's being represented by them. And I believe he's got his meeting with the NHL this week. The Bill Peters abuse allegations 
uh, where he kicked my uh, Mikhail Jordan and a couple other players, kick, choke, whatever. Uh, it was at least one more. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the interesting questions about that, and I guess you could ask the same thing about the racism thing, but who knew and why didn't they say anything? So we know about the abuse thing that the players knew, obviously. Mm-hmm. The assistant coaches knew. We know that because like Brandon Moore came out and said, yeah, it happened. And Ron Francis knew. And it was interesting because Peter Carmanos, who was the owner at the time, claimed this week that he would have fired the coach in a, quote, nanosecond if he had known. Now, Ron Francis (laughs) says, I told him, and here's the statement that he released. When I was general manager uh, in Carolina, after a game, a group of players and hockey staff members made me aware of physical incidents involving two players and Bill Peters. I took this matter very seriously. I took immediate action to address the matter and briefed ownership. To my knowledge, no further such incidents occurred. Uh, Now, what's interesting about that is that, you know, he can't make any more statements on that. And he says that in the statement because the NHL's investigation is ongoing. Right. So you've got two competing claims here. You've got Ron Francis and you've got Peter Carmanos. And... So I, I, I'm, I don't want to get into how Ron Francis handled it because I don't know how Ron Francis handled it. We don't know how he handled it. All we know is that he, quote unquote, in his words, dealt with it and briefed ownership. For anybody out there that thinks that Ron Francis isn't at least telling the truth that he briefed ownership, you got to look at and come on. Yeah, you got to look yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. who's got something to lose here. And who doesn't? Ron Francis. Yeah. Peter Carmanos is so rich that his kids were suing him for $100 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, Right? Right. He's that kind of money. Ron Francis, while has while he has made millions, is not that kind of rich. He might be 10 millionaire rich, not hundreds of millionaire rich. Very different. And Ron is a lifelong hockey person. Yeah. Uh, and you have to look at what he has to lose, which is everything. There's a lot more on the line here. For if, Ron. If he's lying. Like, which I assume he isn't. He can lose a lot more than his the billionaire. His career is gone. Right. Bye. You're gone at, You're gone as the head of Seattle. You're gone. And you'll never be hired again. Peter Carmanos, he doesn't care. No. What, 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 does, what is Peter Carmanos' If he heard about that and he was like, yeah, well, I guess that's what happens in professional sports. And he said that. That's bad for Peter Carman- Carmanos' remaining businesses. He's got nothing to lose and everything to gain by saying, I didn't know. Right. And there's also plausible deniability because Ron could say, I did brief ownership. And he could say, well, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, it, it's, it's rare. I don't know if this is the right way of wording it. It's rare that you see uh, controversies go so neatly. So Alou uh, made his accusations and they were almost immediately corroborated, which there's a lot of. He said stuff mm-hmm. going on. Nope. We all said. Okay. Then there's the abuse uh, accusations. Well, you know, it's his word. At, nope. Like confirmed. Yeah. Right? So this Carmanos thing is the only hazy thing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Also interesting, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Trilliving had a press conference. Uh-huh. And he talked about how Bill Peters attended his his, um, his resignation and all that. So we, we knew and obviously lawyers were trying to protect him. And, well, you know, that's why it took so long. I don't I don't like people are, like really mad at the place. Why didn't you just fire him? Well, 
sometimes it doesn't work that way. There are contracts and there are laws and it's okay yeah. that it took a week. Yeah, I it think... still happened. <laughs> right. It happened. So. I think if it were up to Trill Living, you would have fired him on the spot. Like right. that game. <laughs> but he has to do an investigation and then they have to get lawyers involved. Yes. You, have to, you have to do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one and it... Everything in Trilliving's body language suggested like, he was just so frustrated because there were just things he could not say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't definitely I don't know that for sure. So here's what he said on Friday. Were we were, were we aware of any type of allegations before hiring him? Categorically, no. He was asked directly if he had spoken with former Hurricanes general manager Ron Francis as a part of the hiring process, saying that he only spoke to several of Peter's previous employers. Francis was reportedly made aware of the incidents involving Jordan and still unknown Hurricanes player. Uh, but now this article said, but did not tell team owner that. And this was before Ron Francis had spoke publicly. We now know that he says he did. Hmm. The question has been raised. Did we know? What do we know? Said Trill Living. We knew nothing of any nature that we have been dealing with in the past few days. In terms of due diligence, you do due diligence. You do a, We do a full scrub on any hire. I did speak to previous employers of Bill. So he won't say Ron Francis. But it sure sounds like Ron Francis. And he won't say Detroit. He won't say Chicago, whatever. He won't say any of the previous organizations. But you see, this is the problem. Now, he has to protect himself because lawyers are clearly involved. And they're yeah. and they're monitoring the situation. And you you got to think that Calgary's owners are like, uh, we, got, we got to protect the brand here a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, this is part of the problem, guys. The Calgary Flames need to answer these questions. They don't have to, but they need to. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't have to legally, but they need to answer these investigation questions because the NHL is going to do its own investigations. And and, and I, have to, I have to say, unless I'm completely shocked here and the NHL really truly does want to um, make inroads, um, the NHL in its history has really only released information that's somewhat friendly to the NHL. And you have to ask yourself, what's the business case for making the NHL look bad when it already looks like this? Right. Why make themselves... So I find... I, I would be surprised if the findings do anything but give you a tepid response and then everybody moves on as though it didn't happen. And I, I think it's a shame because Trilliving is trying to protect the Flames and trying to protect other people he might work with in the future, right? Like, imagine he names Ron Francis and then something happens. Try, try making a trade between Seattle and, and the Flames ever again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and and that's how these people think. So don't, you know, don't 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 get too mad at me for saying it. That's yeah. that's how they're. We might at have this. come to the point where we have received already all of the details on these incidents that we will receive. Yeah, because right. I don't think anything they're going to release anything more out of the investigation. I don't think I think once they go through everything, I don't think the um, the victims are going to speak any more on it because of lawyers and all that stuff. And they'll want the story concluded now that it's already been out there. And we may have just reached an end of everything we're going to find out. And why did Alou and why did Jordan not go through the proper channels? This is why. Yeah. Like, do, do we because think if they'd gone down. through the PA... This come well, on, and that's that's something we, we said we were going to get to last episode, but we didn't. Uh, uh, the PA did. The don't NHL kid PA yourself. said they sent out a memoranda to players telling them not to speak up publicly, but to go through the PA, yeah. and the cycle continues. Which well. is their job, granted, yeah. but I just think this is a. It's obviously gotten shit done. Yep. Well, and it's it's funny because like I looked at the true living thing, and I said he's either got 
an answer that he doesn't remember, mm-hmm. doesn't have a satisfactory answer in terms of making the flames look good or bad, right? You want to make sure the flames look good in this because that's, believe me, they're trying, they're going to self-preservation mode. Uh, or the answer without a lot of people he has to work with in the future, like I said. So um, I agree with you, Jesse. I don't think we find out any other details no. on this. This is a private corporation at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They don't have to release this. It's not a police investigation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they will. Now, one question. Did you want to say something? Well, I wanted to talk about Bill Peters' coaching record. Oh, go ahead. Well, <laughs> how hard it sucks. Dude. What? I don't. I, again, take all the other shit out of it. Yeah. Why did they need He's him? He's just not a good coach. Bill Peters could have been Mr. Fricking Rogers, uh. and he should have been fired a long time ago. So. <laughs> Going through his coaching career back to, by the way, his coaching career goes back so disturbingly far now that we know everything. Um, uh, he was with the Spokane Chiefs for a long time of the WHL. Uh, as an ass- no, head coach, out of the playoffs next year, lost in round one. The next year, one championship. All right, great. Remember that one what champion. What level is the what <laughs> WHL? Level did you start WHL. Oh, with all the cool <laughs> names. Yes. Uh, oh, you that was real bad. Oh, seven, oh, eight. Then I was two years out of high school. Head coach no Rockford way. lost in round one. Next year, lost in round one. Next year, out of playoffs. Then he had three years as an assistant in Detroit. I believe they made the playoffs each year. Uh, I think one around in the first year, but whatever. He was the assistant. Getting back to his resume as a head coach, he goes to Carolina, out of the playoffs, out of the playoffs, out of the playoffs, out of the playoffs. Last year, heavily favored, loses in five in round one. He could have been Mr. Rogers walking in with a sensible little tennis vest uh, every single day and still should have been fired. There's nothing in his resume from the past ten years that suggests he's good at this. There's nothing in his resume that suggests he's a good head coach, except for, obviously, the championship in 07-08, which is hard. And maybe to... the world championships, where he coaches Canada, which is a cheat it's, code. It's <laughs> not like, the same. It's not the same. it's not the same. Yeah. Of course. Now, yeah. It goes years... back to the same 32 guys that are just being rotated, you know? Like, it's the Calgary Flames. You probably have your pick of the litter, and you picked him? Right. And didn't interview anyone else? Not one? That's no, our no. guy. That's our guy, Bill Peters. Like, the Flyers have, like, three head coaches right now. <laughs> yeah. The Leafs have... Well, the Leafs have one former head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not an extensive resume in the NHL. Still was but, one. But Bill Peters is the guy you landed on. Yep. I can't help but feel like that was a, hey, you worked with Hockey Canada, and they're literally down the street. Sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. they're based in Calgary. I... And now we know he's not Mr. Rogers. And also, it was, <laughs> it seems pretty widespread. The um, the interview I heard on Spit and Chicklets was pretty interesting. And those guys. Who those, they have on? Uh, it was just, it was Biz and Whitney, but like they're former players who sort of played in that era. And they were talking about like, oh, the Hurricanes uh, leadership, like in the locker room, knew what was going on. And Ron Hainsey was one of the guys who actually stood up and said something. Millennial. Back when he was with the Hurricanes. Yeah. Noted, uh, noted millennial, uh, Ron Hainsey. Eric Eric, uh, Eric Stahl would have been the captain. I don't remember. It might have been Justin Williams. I don't remember. Okay. But, uh, and Biz had something to say about a Lou Two that was interesting and base or maybe we touched on that on the last show. I Just can't say it remember. Anyway. Well, it was basically 
you know, word got out, like, that he was a problem. Right? Oh, yeah, because, we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, and I can't help but feel like it all relates back to this one thing. This, the, the hazing incident. Right. Yeah. And then the rumor just spread. He was getting booed by his home fans because the captain was out of the lineup because he beat up a 16 year old because he didn't want to get naked in the bathroom with a bunch of other people. You know what I mean? So yeah, they've had some pretty interesting perspective, but the Bill Peters stuff, um, especially in Carolina anyway, it sounds like it was pretty widely known. I, I don't understand why he was hired in the first place. <laughs> I don't get it either. A lot um, of questions that'll remain unanswered. Yeah, the, you know the funny thing <sighs> is, is that it almost feels like, and this is going to be a little sad, but it almost feels like this cycle's coming to a close on this story. Yeah. Well, like he's out now. That's so, what I mean. So they got rid of him. That's what happened. I think everybody's going to try and close the door now. But what you got to ask, what change comes of this? Right. And I don't, I don't think that any NHL coach ever again can get away with hitting a player. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they talked about on the broadcast last night that I found interesting is they, and they couldn't, uh, Kelly Rudy, who was from an, a generation when you were verbally berated by, uh, by, yeah. uh, he, he talked Played about in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, he talked about Al, Ar- Al Arbor who never did that and was, you know, talked glowingly. But one thing he said is, well, a lot of coaches are asking what the line is. What's what? the line for verbal abuse? And I think it's None. very simple. He said, <laughs> I, I say, if it counts as verbal abuse in real life, it's verbal abuse in a dressing room. But you can, t- but, but then Ron McLean made a point. And a lot of people are still mad with Ron. Fine. But he made, Ron McLean is extremely intelligent. And uh-huh. one thing he did say was, we always treated the hockey dressing rooms as though they weren't real life. We treated what happened on the ice and what happened in these teams as, yeah, okay, but society... Hockey, different. Uh-huh. And, and and we do that in sports across the board. But that's not the case anymore. Uh-huh. And it never really should have been. No. And if it's, I mean, I, could, I, I wish I was on that panel to say, Kelly, if it's verbal abuse in real life, it's verbal abuse in hockey. You don't need to demean somebody to motivate them. In fact, there are many studies that prove that that doesn't work. What you need to do is you can yell, you can scream, you can say that was fucking bullshit. But you can't say you're a fucking failure. It's so funny how well, people can, think that good. that works to motivate people in sports, but you wouldn't take that and do that at your job. No. But it's the same thing. You're trying to motivate people, but they don't have to yell at you. No. Like, your boss doesn't have to yell at you to motivate you. Why does the head coach have to? Well, and there's there's a difference between your coach yelling and swearing at you. There's a difference between... Uh, the what Mike Babcock did with sort of the mind games, oh. and then using racial slurs and punching and kicking players. <laughs> Those are all levels. Yeah. Those are incredibly <laughs> different. Yeah. Yeah. Incre- so what's the line? Okay, I don't know precisely where the line is, but I know these select all the things Bill Peters is accused of doing are beyond the line. Babcock, I think across the line, but. I would listen to an argument as to, well, it's not a fireable offense. It's just something really shitty. Okay. You know what I mean? Right? Like, you had to think about it, and you're like, well, You would I, listen to the I'd argument. Listen to I'd I would, listen to it. I would it. vehemently disagree. You could but disagree, but you'd listen to it. Right. Yeah. I'd if, listen to if it. If you're trying to listen to somebody argue about racial slurs, that's not something you listen to. Nope. I that's go, not even a conversation. No. Yeah. 
No, but you'd listen to the psychological abuse. One even, I don't not know. even one loser on Twitter has defended Bill Peters for that. No, no. and the, usually, oh yeah, have they? Well, what I've seen is, well, he apologized. Oh fuck off, which is wrong. <laughs> well, okay, he says he apologized. Mm-hmm. Alou says he didn't, and the amount of people who were just so willingly, well, he apologized. Oh, oh, you believe him? You believe him? Yeah, Who's, right. Who's who has anything to gain here? Do you, Alou has nothing to gain. Yeah, and you're not talking about an apology now. You, Bill Peter said he apologized at the time. At the right. At which we don't know if that's true. And yeah. Yeah, but you also hit guys. You have an anger issue. Though. Right. You have an anger Clearly. issue. You need to go to therapy. Like it. That's that's the level we're talking. And I I I, I find it. I find it funny that. Um, with all the workplace laws that both Canada and the United States have. That this stuff is just allowed to happen mm-hmm. because hockey isn't real life. Yeah, but like you, you know that all still applies, right? That all still applies. Not in the dressing room. And how Adam. is it? How is it? Tell me this. Not in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> how is it? How is it that a manager? Okay, so your manager, your manager at, I don't know, your head office at Best Buy. Okay, so you're in the, you're in the uh, buyers department. The pure so later. Yeah, yeah, pure late. Pure they're hiring. Apparently, <laughs> they're hiring. You're purely, you know, you're you're in you're in the buying department at, at Best Buy, and your job is to head up the guys who buy the TVs so you can put the TVs up for Black Friday because they have a buying department, right? Let's just say really that's your, specific. That's your gig. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture. What did you do on Friday? <laughs> and you're a highly paid manager because that's a big job. Yeah. TVs are a massive part of what Best Buy sells, sure, Samsung. right? Right? Yeah. What are some other ones, Jesse? Toshiba. Toshiba. Yes. LG. What's the What's the other one? We you guys got TVs. Hisense. Hisense. Yes. Could be that. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you're in a position like that, which is pretty high up, you probably are expected to know the difference between motivating somebody and verbal abuse, right? <laughs> yeah. And problem solving. How is it that an NHL head coach is reaching out to Kelly Rudy and doesn't know? What verbal abuse looks like. What do you mean, where's the line? You're paid over a million dollars a year. Guess yeah. whose job it is to know the line? Yours. Yeah. We're not Your talk- job. We're not talking about Letter Kenny where he just goes, what the fuck was that? That's fucking embarrassing. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, that's awesome. That, you can do that that's too. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the difference is, hey, Steve, that was an asshole move. Or Steve, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> Big difference. Very different. 100%. Asshole move, or you're not, you're, you're, are you going after their character, or are you saying that's a bullshit move? That's the difference. If you yell that Cody Cece for shooting a puck at the ref when he was at the blue line, it, you could probably yell at him for that. Yeah. But you can't, you, you can't throw a stick at him and beat him down with it. Or tell him he's a bad person because he missed the net with a fucking piece or of rubber. Or make him make a list about the hardest <laughs> working guys on the team. Who's got the most like, accurate shot on the team? You can't <laughs> do that stars. shit! <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so this is what I'm saying. These guys are paid multi-millions of dollars and they don't know the line between verbal abuse and not? Get to fucking class this summer... And and find out. Read Adam, a book. Which you guys write enough books? <laughs> read one. Yeah, about how the world works and yeah. how to coach. Leave no doubt, Babs. Mm, Leave oh, no doubt. I didn't even. Mm, I did not even think of that. Uh, I think you're you both are wrong about the news cycle. I think this is far from done. You think so? I think the Bill Peters aspect of it is done. I okay. see. I see this. I see that. I say that being depressed. I don't like that it's done. Right. No, no, but... We're rooting for it to continue and to Because we need to root this shit and, yeah. out and get it out. Th- this yeah. is the thing. Bill Peters is gone. 
So if your mission was ding dong, the witch is dead. Okay, that one's dead. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's other coaches. And there's already names floating. Yeah, but they're and, all coming from Dan Carcillo, and nobody's speaking out on their own. And unless yeah, they are going to come out together, do you think that they will? It's not over. You don't think it's over? No. If they're if they're being floated, that's a uh, what, what do they call it? Weather balloon or whatever. It's a uh, they're they're testing the waters there. Interesting. And those are just the names he has. Like, well, and it, there's I'm, more coaches. Let me be clear. Right. I like what Dan's doing, but it's like. You know, unfortunately for Dan, and he wants to compile this and he wants to push this forwards, and I applaud that. Unfortunately, what you have to do in these situations, you have to put your name on the record. You unfortunately sometimes do. There was, uh, there actually was one that came out, and I totally forgot about it. Uh, Let me look it up right now. Brent Sopel. Remember Brent Sopel? I do remember Brent Sopel. Yeah. Yeah. He he was on a podcast... Canucks legend, Brent Sopel. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Okay, the, uh, I'm reading this right here on the fly. This is from Brian P. Frazier on Twitter. For those who think coaches being pieces of crap is a brand new thing, Brent Sopel said this a full calendar year ago on Spit and Chicklets. It's a pretty long excerpt. Can Just I? read it. Okay. I think it was my third or fourth training camp. I'm in Ottawa. We would played an exhibition game. Mark Crawford is our coach at this time. He pulls me in and he says, Soaps, we're sending you down. You're a P-word. You don't fight. You don't hit. You don't skate. You don't shoot. You're a P-word. You do fucking nothing and uh, out here, so we're sending you to the minors. He said, you're terrible. You do nothing. You don't shoot hard. You don't skate hard. You don't pass hard. You do absolutely nothing. You have no hope of an NHL career, so you're off to the minors. See you later. No joke. I thought the NHL was no hope after that meeting. Crow and I had a love-hate relationship. We had more fuck you matches on the bench and in the dressing room than I've ever heard. He came after me all the time. Uh, Ryan Whitney says, Is it true he would go up and down the bench and kick guys? Sopel, he kicked me, he choked me, he grabbed uh, the back of my jersey and pulled me back. He attacked guys personally. He came up one year after the season. He's like, Soaps, you need to work hard. You need to gain 15 to 20 pounds. So I left there, went home, hit the diet, hit the weights, put on 20 pounds of muscle. I came back, and he's yelling at the bench, What are you fucking Hercules now? Are you turning green? Are you the Hulk? Just screaming at me. He suspended me for, I think it was six weeks. He wouldn't let me play. Only in practice. He bag-skated me, and I have to step on a scale uh, every single day to see what my weight loss was before he let me play. For whatever reason, he kept putting me out there. I probably played close to 500 games in my career for him. Wow. So as much as I hated him, for whatever reason, there was something he liked about me. So that's an interesting one. Is he the coach of Ottawa now? One of the coaches uh, in Ottawa? I think so. Like DJ, he like was under the, DJ Smith? He was the interim coach last year after they fired Guy Boucher, I believe. Um, so that's an interesting one because, and, and that's, that's, that's a guy, that's not a guy going, Mark Crawford should be fired. That's a guy going through all the things that he did and then saying, but that was just their working relationship. They played 500 right. games or whatever together. So And he got suspended for six weeks. Oh, he's but, an assistant coach in Chicago. Mark Crawford? Mm-hmm. Oh. Where Brent Sopel won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> and I believe brought the cup to a bride parade, which was... Uh, 
but it seemed like, like you were saying, they just had a relationship like that where he bag skates him until well, he that's thinks how he's Sopo, the Hulk. That's how Sopo looked at it. But right. he's, he's a guys going up and down the bench and like kicking guys and slapping guys. Yeah. Were there other guys who weren't so down with that? Right. And Mark Crawford's an assistant coach. Yeah. So, and, and he, of course, was central in the Bertuzzi thing. Interesting. Was he? So what was what he was, was the head coach of that team? I know that, but what was the was it that was the was the and you have to con- context that stuff, Steve, because your knowledge sometimes <laughs> is so deep that I think you forget that we're all not so, following. Also, along. it happened in two thousand three. Yeah, but the Bertuzzi thing to a lot of people is that was twenty years ago, and they were born that day. So, <laughs> a lot of people listening like, are like, "What did Tyler Bertuzzi do?" Yeah, right. Uh, so, to, so the Todd Bertuzzi thing, yes. and Steve Moore. Please context that for uh, those that don't know. Basically, Steve Moore throws a hit at Marcus Nasland. Uh, who was like one of the best players in the NHL at the time? And, and Steve the, Moore was what? Uh, just some grinder. And the uh, the Canucks were obviously super pissed off about it. This was back in the era where they wore like navy blue and maroon for some ungodly reason. Mm-hmm. There were some really negative things said in the press about Steve Moore. Brad May, who was a member of the Canucks, said some things. Mark Crawford. Uh, who was the head coach of the Canucks, said some things. Todd Bertuzzi, who was one of the best power forwards in the entire league uh, and also on the Canucks, uh, said some things. Then that game happens. They're going at more all game. And then finally, I think he even fought that game and it wasn't enough. And uh, at one point during that game, Todd Bertuzzi grabs more by the jersey and he fucking glove on, clocks him in the back of the head. Moore is clearly unconscious before he even hits the ice. And I believe he... Bertuzzi fell on top of him, too. Bertuzzi fell on top of him. Players piled on top of him. And at some point during the melee, Moore's neck was... Uh, broken. Broken in such a way that he could never play hockey again. Right? Uh, so there was that. The accusation from Mark Crawford, and I don't remember what the fallout was, was basically it was all premeditated. And if you look at the quotes from after the Naslin game, it's pretty not good looking. Hmm. You know, now, that I mean? was hockey in that era as well, a little bit. But this was a extenu- yeah. But the guy broke his neck. Yeah, this was like a special circumstance of how vicious all of it was. And you said he fought. He, did he fight? fought I I believe enough. he did. I don't remember. I, I I it was I was in grade nine. Right. So you, when we talk about the news cycle being over with this... It's over re- for Bill Peters, I think. It's over for Bill Peters, probably over for the Flames. The NHL's not going to release much. Hey, we've done an investigation. That'll become private, blah, 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 blah. Everybody will be upset about the fact that the NHL won't release the details. And don't be surprised because it's a private corporation. Why would they? No. Um, what I do wonder about is, you know, guys that are still employed. I do wonder about what's going to happen with Ron Francis. Uh, I would do want to, you know, the Mark Crawford thing is interesting. The Sutters so, like, keep coming up. The Sutters keep coming up uh, in allegations. I don't, I don't know specifically what they are uh, because we haven't heard the stories yet. My question is, if you think this is going to continue, how does this come out? Because, again, it's, it, it's Dan's Twitter account mostly that's talking about this, Dan Carcillo. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm, and maybe this is a question for Dan, we could always give him a shout, is... How? How does this come out? When does this come out? You know, when is this stuff supposed to come out? Well, and people are sending like him stuff. Like, people that, are sending that him he's, stuff. He's putting out there anonymously, I guess, to protect their name. And that's fair. But at a certain point, if if you're going to throw the Sutter names out there, if you're going to mm. whatever name you want to put out there, like well, and and guys are going to 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 bat for him. Um, 
Jamie McLennan uh, already talked about the Sutters. He he talked about that separate of Dan Carcillo. He talked about that during the Babcock conversation. So wait, what did he say? Uh, basically, he was a hard ass to play for, but he didn't cross that line. Right, okay. Um, Carcillo was saying some things in Kelly Chase when Adam Kelly Chase was an enforcer for the Blues in the 90s, and now he's a broadcaster. Uh, I think Peter's segment is done i don't think this is done as a whole okay well it'll be very interesting to see what happens there's plenty there's plenty of scumbags whose names you don't even know right? yeah because i the amount of shit that must happen in junior and in the minors yeah come on i hope genuinely that 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 we exercise all this shit now so we don't have to do it again and we turn over a new page and move forward and things change um i think nhl players and and Hopefully junior players as well, although you have to remember they are still kids, um, are starting to feel like, yeah, no, you don't need to talk to me like that. You can't talk to me like that anymore. BX has said it on last night's broadcast. He said, if anybody had hit me, I'd have hit them back. But Mm -hmm. he also was like six foot five. And had right. a guaranteed contract, and you know, and, and threw Superman punches in NHL fights because he's a nut. <laughs> yeah, like I think I, I think that most people wouldn't say that to Kevin Bieksa, but not most people don't look like Kevin Bieksa either. They don't oh, have man. the physical gifts that he has. Rob Ray turned around yesterday, and I was like, I get it. <laughs> I was man. like, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. standing right in front of us with the MSG broadcast crew. Uh, like, he has a oh. massive head. How do you punch that? <laughs> How do you punch that with a helmet? Well, I don't know. The question is, it's not how do you punch that. You won't miss. It's just how do you punch that and hurt it. Right. <laughs> right. You could, you could probably punch it. It just wouldn't make a dent. Yeah. And, and Rob Ray <laughs> was one of those guys like Stu Grimson who just by the end of every fight would be buck-ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> right? He always, he always, like his blue, it was always that weird powder blue shirt that they wore in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. Was that? Like, why was it always powder blue? Too? And it, it was like cotton? Yeah. <sighs> and just soaked. Oh. Just absolutely, you can see yeah, it. Just all the sweat. Yeah. yeah. After warm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, like, ke- Michael Fire didn't about exist the in the way it does right now. No, but there's no exist. Under Armour. There wasn't. No. But you just, there was, there were thinner materials. <laughs> there was, hey, put on a t-shirt that's not cotton yeah. and light blue and makes Ugh. you sweat all the time. They're, they're like wearing like little, like little kid onesies. Like it's yeah. like all the way through with like a little drawer in the back for their bum. God, hockey's weird. <laughs> um, the uh, Flames, speaking of, uh, did win the Chuck Bowl, Chuck Bowl last night. The Chucky uh, Bowl. The Chucky Bowl. Yeah. I, you know, and it was funny. They, the guys, why is everybody, why are all the old school hockey guys so upset whenever two brothers take a picture? Before a game together, were they upset? Oh, yeah, they? they were like, "Well, again, BX." He was like, "I see." There were several notable BX moments, which is why I'm like, "That guy's pretty good." Um, uh, he said, "You know, like in the past, this, he brought up the Sutters. He's like, they would have looked for each other in the brawl and then fought." And it's like, "Okay, that's like, no, I." But that's the thing we're trying to not do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to not be what there. What year anyway, is it? <laughs> um, the Habs have lost seven games in a row. They did get a point last night because it was overtime. Um, and honestly, if you watch the game, probably, probably could have won it easily, but Brian Elliott had a really good game. Who is in net for the Habs? Uh, They're back Carey? Backup. Carey goes tonight. Oh, it was yeah. Kincaid. Yeah. Interesting. Carey has been struggling. So Very when... rare he gets a hockey night off. Yeah. Yeah. Carey, Carey Price, I think, is, well, I mean, he is the Habs. They win. Yes. He, he wins, they win. Yeah. He's he... paid to be the Habs. And I wonder again if he's, and I don't know, but you oh, know boy. he's been a bit 
Oh boy. Off in the last couple games. Oh, I wonder boy. if he's fighting an injury. Oh, he said it. Uh-oh. Adam Wilde said it. Because every time he struggles, it's usually because of an injury. Adam, I don't like these baseless conversations. These baseless points that you're bringing up. Carey Price is Superman. He will play through injuries, whether or not he has them or not. <laughs> He'll be out there making his $10 million. Yes. Because he is the Montreal Canadiens. He is. And the Montreal Canadiens are him. The problem is, to this year, he's 10, 8, and 3 with an 8, 9, 7 goals against, or sorry, save percentage, guys. Oof. 8, 9, 7. His goals against average is a 3, 19. That's on the season? That's on this season. That's 21 games. Oh, my God. What is his November? Probably not good. Probably not good. I can't uh, look that up. Because he started well. Right oh, baby. 8-9-7. Now, it doesn't mean that at the end of the year he won't be up at a 9-15 or something like that. But this is a tough Because he's Gary Price. Yeah, um, he's Gary Price, man, of course. Our boy Andrew Berkshire, on a serious note, our boy Andrew Berkshire did an interesting article on how Gary Price might be playing deeper in the net mm. this year. And might be leading to his struggles. I encourage you to check that out. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is he our boy? I don't know. Yeah. He's a jerkshire. He is a jerkshire. Uh, Debatable. Can- Canucks won last night, but more importantly, Louis Erickson got his first point all season. Point. Point. I thought it was goal. No. Point. Oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, he got a goal. How is he in the lineup all the time? Hey. Well, I, I think because he has to be because they no, paid him doesn't. $6 million a year. You can scratch him. Um, yeah, 15 games. I don't think he's been in the lineup for every game. Oh, no. 15 games this year, one goal. Yay. He had, <laughs> man, he signed for $6 million bucks a year. Okay? Mm-hmm. His first season in Vancouver, he had 24 points, coming off a 63-point campaign. Oh. The next season, 23. The next season, 29, That which was last year. He, two more years after this one. But what's interesting is those first two years, he lost a lot of games due to injury. He lost... Uh, I want to say 17 the first year and 32 the next year. And you have to wonder, he was completely healthy last year, 81 games. You have to wonder if those injuries have just kind of caught up with him and that's just the way it is. Yeah, like at some point you just lose something that you once had and you don't get it back. Yeah, this guy was a perennial 30-goal scorer or 25-goal scorer. Good two-way player, Selkie sort of periphery guy. He was that until 2015 and 2016 after he left Boston, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Louis Erickson's story is so long. He's been in the league for an eternity. Like I, I 06, 07. Dude, I remember working at Leafs TV and going through interviews heading into the All-Star game. Who's the most underrated player in the league? And they all said Louis Erickson, which means he was not underrated. I, 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 don't, simultaneously, I don't subscribe to that theory, but okay. Simultaneously, remember when the NHL did <laughs> all those uh, the superheroes mm-hmm. for each team and the Leafs had the weird tree man? What? You don't remember the Leafs? Type in, like, Leafs superhero tree. All right. Yeah. I will type that into Google. And put that on the screen. He looks like uh, whatever the clay man from Batman the Animated Series. Okay. I forget what his name is. That's where, what where he looks like, but he's wood. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about how long ago it was. <laughs> I do not remember this at all. You don't remember the superheroes? No, man, I don't. They were terrible. This is NHL. That's it. 2011, it's an article by BlogTO, uh, a superhero that befits the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leaf, the Maple Leaf is, like, I'll put this up on the Come screen. on. Uh, the Maple Leaf, a giant walking and talking maple tree and a movable object that can grow exponentially larger at will. 
tune in January 30th to the 2011 NHL All-Star Game to watch the Maple Leaf come to life. What the Wonderful. hell are we talking about? <laughs> this what was, is this? this was <laughs> I don't an, know. In an effort to hype up the 2011 All-Star Game, the NHL commissioned comic book writer and hockey nut Stan Lee. Stan Lee? Stan Lee? What? To dream up superheroes for the 30 teams in the league. Known as the Guardians, each superhero is based directly on the team's name. Oh, we got a so you know what that break. means. <laughs> yep. Our representative is a giant walking and talking maple tree, an immovable object that can grow exponentially larger at will. Whether intentional or not, <laughs> Lee's Toronto Guardian aptly gestures to the size of the average Maple Leafs' ego and perhaps worse, his skating ability. Oh, oh, oh come on. Come on. This. Show yourself. I'm done with you. That's it. You know what, Stan? I You should have tried a little harder on that. In a movable object, it's like, hey, guys, we got a problem. The, leaf, the big tree's like, okay, let's solve it. Uh, it's a kilometer that way. Fuck. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we we got we to gotta come up with the name for the superhero for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leaf! <laughs> he just basically described a big tree. That's all he did. <laughs> uh, what, what do he we just... have for the lightning? What about the lightning? <laughs> what the Electricity, hell? I think. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, oh if, uh, here's this. Further description of this character re- reveals that the Maple Leaf, or Trunk, as the rest of the Guardians know him. Oh, he has a nickname! Is, is one of the funniest Guardians. Always quick with a joke or sarcastic barb, the Maple Leaf often disarms his opponents by bringing levity to tense situations. Jesse, Jesse. Wow. So he laughs them into submission? <laughs> Steve, how did you do a YouTube channel during this time? It was really difficult. Was it difficult? Like, yes. Was it hard or was it like, oh my God, you can just lampoon this ridiculous team? Well, yeah, it was a lot of... But, like, Remember, this was the 10-11 Leafs. Ooh. Right? I talked about Clark MacArthur a lot because he was all they had. That's how I remember that team. And Jesse, you know, the emphasis is on uh, Trunk's oh. uh, uh, bite, but I believe not enough was made of his bark. Oh, oh no! All right, here are the uh, Leafs players hey, from that you, season. You know what the tree guy had that the Leafs didn't? Rings. What up, 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 up? Phil Castle was their leading scorer that year with sixty-four points in eighty-two games. Clark MacArthur, a close second with sixty-two points. Holy shit! Gabrowski, uh, Bra- sorry, Gabrowski had fifty-eight. Grabowski. Yeah. <laughs> Grabowski. I don't know why I struggled with that. Kuhlman, fifty-seven. Coberley, 38. Versteeg, 35 before he was traded. Bozak had 32. That's still when they referred to him as that kid Bozak. And they referred to Tyler Bozak as a kid until he was like 29 years old. He was not a kid <laughs> when he was a rookie. No, he, that, he was 24. 24. Dion Phaneuf, 30 points. Colby Armstrong, 23. Shen, 22. Tim Brent, 20. Carl Gunnarsson, 20. Joffrey Lupel, 18 in 28 games. Joey Crabb, 15. Daryl Boyce, 13. Kadri in 29 games had 12 points. Beauchemin, 12 points. Commissaric with 10. And it just gets Mike Brown. Shust- Remember Freddie Schustrom, Brett Lebden, oh. Jay Mit- uh, John Mitchell, Jay Rosehill, uh, Keith Ollie, and Colton Orr. Holy Remember Moses. how this started about the Canucks? Yeah. Being good? 
And I turned it into the Leafs being bad. Canucks uh, and yeah. barks are extra good. Hey, did you guys catch the um, the battle of the true NHL heavyweights last night? Oh, friggin' uh, Debrincat and uh, who? Sam Gerard. Debrincat and J- Sam Gerard. Jesse, I've sent it to you if you want to pull it up. I guess we can't really pull it up. It's probably copyrighted. Oh but yeah, it definitely the, is. What I liked about I like a cruiserweight battle. Well, what I like about it I is like that Ray Mysterio. It wasn't a set set fight. And like it, those two weren't like, okay, before the game, we're gonna get Chubb oh, yeah. and Debrin Cat, and they're gonna go head to head. We're going. It was like you pissed me off, and you pissed me off, and now we're gonna fight. And it was a doozy. It That's was like go. they were just wild swings. It was crazy. I, if you got a fight, you might as well be mad. They were mad. They were super mad. Like and it was great. I don't know. People kept talking about the respect in the game. Like that famous, uh, I want to say it was George LaRock, Rydus Avanin's clip, where, all right, you want to go? All right, square up. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. I, You know what I'm, if I ever get into a fight, you know what I'm not going to say to the person I'm fighting? Earnestly, good luck. Really? No! I'm, I'm probably going to punch him in the face. because he's the ultimate, like, tough guy move. Like, good luck. He's a fight me. Yeah, but he didn't snarkily say it. Oh, he was okay. like, good luck. Just it's a regular uh, Thursday for George LaRock. And Brad Marchand complains, and for once, I 100% agree with him. I hated that he said this. I was like, don't make me, don't endear yourself to me there, Bradley. So he skated into Jacob Truba, looked a bit dazed. Jacob Truba. Jacob Truba. Truba. By the way, I heard it was Yoel Armia. It's not Joel Armia. Jake. It's Joel Armia, right? John. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Brad Marchand. Where is he from? Finland. Oh yeah, it is. It Yoel? would be because he's from he's Finnish. It wouldn't. Why be... has everybody said Joel Armia to this because point? Because it's America. I hate everybody. But yeah, it's a hundred percent not Joel. <sighs> okay, Joel. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, Brad Marchand then after after looking a bit dazed um, goes to the dressing room with the rest of the team. They sit the entire time through the second period. They're down two to one. He comes out and then the concussion spotters are like, "We're gonna pull you out of the game." What? Yeah. And then, so this is what Brad Marchand had to say. That's embarrassing. They had 20 minutes to sit there, view the tape, and call that in. But they make me come out of a 2-1 game when we're just starting to get some momentum. Guy up there is busy eating pizza and cheeseburgers and can't watch the game. Maybe maybe next time he'll pull his head out of his butt and watch the game. I skated into his elbow, but I was fine. And I can understand why he'd be mad. The worst thing Brad Marchand said was he apologized. That's right. He said, my emotions got the best of me after today's game. I didn't want to miss any shifts being down two to one. I know the spotters are there to help us, and I shouldn't take my frustrations out on them. Which means the NHL called and said, listen, we have to fine you if you don't want to just yeah. apologize. You know, it's like, it was almost like with Leo. Like, you know, Brad, we, we're going to suspend guys for spitting. But licking, can yeah. you just... Just don't not? be dumb. Just don't be dumb. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Brad, we're buddies. Everyone at the league likes you. You signed so many sticks for us. Can you just send a tweet? You're on also, every NBC broadcast. This yeah. isn't a phone call. This is a text because they text so often. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we're just All keeping right, the chat true. going. A lot know? of emojis. Yo, be right. Marsh. Be Marsh. Hey. You want to apologize for that one? Come on. Don't make me do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sup, crown emoji. <laughs> we don't um, need the paperwork. Just apologize. Sup, sup king. <laughs> sup, king. <laughs> what a do, king. Uh, uh, we still good for dinner later. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marshan, <laughs> sushi emoji? Question mark. <laughs> also, by the way, if you could apologize, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. But could you listen, Bay? If you could, Bay Marshan. Um, He's right though. How yes. the hell didn't they do that? 
He's re- I would be pissed off too. That's well, insane. And Cassidy should be pissed off too. So it, they had the whole intermission. Yeah. So yeah. like you're strategizing. You're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do with this line, and we're gonna do this breakout or whatever. And now all of a sudden the period starts, and you find out you don't have Brad Marchand. Yeah. Who's sort of a big deal. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I don't. I don't understand what what took so long. I don't either. I don't get it. But. Um, I don't think he did either. I think if you want Brad Marchand's real uh, real thoughts on it, his first thoughts were his real thoughts. His yes. second thoughts were his I have to be PR Brad Marchand thoughts. Yeah. He was right. You're not going to find me uh, saying Brad Marchand was right too often, but he was. Let's do the press conference. The press Remember when we said we were going to have a short conference? Break? Oh, we did. Yeah, we're still Yeah. That's short. It's It's a full hour shorter than last one. If this was last episode, we'd be going for another hour, Stephen. Jeez. Come, Stephen. Swamp my balls on our Reddit page, right? (laughs) Do you think Marner gets back to his crazy self under Keefe when he gets back? We touched on this a little bit earlier, but what do you guys think? Swamp my balls wants to know. (laughs) Kate? Yes, I do. (laughs) I do. Uh, I do, too. You better uh, respond. I, I believe that Mitch Barner will, as I said earlier, I think no, he's just no, dying. No, the question asker. To, is it swat my balls? Swamp. Swamp my Okay. <laughs> anyway, Swamp, um, <laughs> I believe that Mitch Barner comes back and plays crazy good hockey. I'm very excited to see the Hyman, Tavares, Marner line together. And I believe that they're going to score a lot of points. And I believe everybody's going to forget about everything, all the crappy stuff that led into the season. And let us not forget, even though Marner has been extremely effective on the power play, he needs a little more five-on-five love uh, from himself, and I believe he's going to get it. Well, and Tavares putting the puck in the net definitely helps Marner. Uh, Yeah, because that's how it worked last year. You can't get an assist without the puck going in. Bingo. So uh, I'm going to extrapolate from a quote in order to answer that question. Uh, From Justin Cuthbert of uh, Yahoo Sports. Um, when I asked Keith about Engvall's comfort level and utility for the Leafs, he said that his performance with the Marlies had already proven him that he was the real deal. Uh, from Keith, over the years that I spent with the Marlies, when I see players like that, when they get called up and play for the Leafs, they have done pretty well. If you go through it, it's hard to think of a player that had been recalled from the Marlies that didn't come up and play well right away. So the expectation was that he could fill in and play a role. Hmm. Now, that actually sounds kind of cocky from Keith, but you go through and you're like, who, yeah, who has really been called up from the Marlies and sucked? It's not a long list of names. No, it's not. It's not a long list of names. So Marner's biggest challenge is going to be his first few games back, um, just not knowing the style. Like, I think I think some of the guys, remember I was talking about how uh, the Leafs' depth uh, really took a hit of late? I feel like yes. they've all been playing better because the Leafs' depth are the Marlies, mm-hmm. are the former Marlies. Uh, so they've been like, hey, yeah, we played this way for like two, three years. We know what we're doing. They're used to it. Um, whereas the, the vets are actually the ones sort of just figuring this out. Um, Matthews has had some practice now. Um, I'll throw Nylander in there. He didn't play for Keith that long. Uh, Tavares. Um Almost all the defense, unfortunately, outside of Dermott. Um, Marner might struggle a bit, but the way that they play, they're uh, 
their uh, the way they lean towards offense. I think he'll be fun. By the way, I have a random theory. Uh-huh. I think that it will be only a matter of time before we see one of Sandy and Lilligren or both in the Leafs lineup regularly. And I think it's going to happen right around All-Star break. I believe you're right. I think they're getting the Travis Durbin treatment. I've said this a million times. And I think that that is the depth that the Leafs hope that they're going to not have to trade for at the trade deadline. They're going to have to get some games in before the trade deadline. And I believe the All-Star game is about a month before the trade deadline. Mm. So February 24th is the uh, thing. So that would give you enough time to at least know what you have. And I do believe, quite frankly, that uh, those guys are going to play a big role in the team going down the stretch. I think Sheldon Keefe knows exactly what he has, as does Kyle Dubas. Uh, Lawrence Gilman would be involved in that as well. And yes, sure, they want the Marlies to win. But let's be frank. They want the Leafs to win. Yes. They need to win. They yes. need to get out of the first round. They need to get into the second round, minimum. Yes. Um, so I think those guys will be up pretty soon. Bam. This question is from TA underscore Colo. Where do you think Mike Babcock coaches next? I'm England. No, I think I think he's going to get a job. Um, although, if I'm a player who's a free agent, and there's a team that has no coach, and they're saying, "Hey, we'd love you to come here," my question would be: Is Mike Babcock going to be there? Is he going to be your coach? And the reason for that is, you know, I wouldn't have said that three weeks ago, but knowing what I know now, hearing what we've heard. And the, and the players that hated him, do you think that any player in the NHL doesn't know exactly what Mike Babcock is all about at this point? They all know more than we do. And I would want to be awfully careful about playing for a coach like that because I don't know that Mike's going to change his spots. I don't, I don't know that that's going to be something that he's going to do. So um, I think where he coaches next is probably a smaller hockey market where there's less scrutiny. Um, and I think, I don't know why I keep thinking Minnesota wild, but I, they're a huge hockey market, but I can't see him mm. going back to Anaheim. Oh, <laughs> Minnesota. What? Does they're Seattle? a huge hockey market. A lot of people suggested Seattle because they do not. Because Tippett was going to be. Right. But he wanted to go to Edmonton. Yeah. Coach so, David. There's an open job there. Start a new franchise. Start with Mike Babcock. I mean, he had success. With the Leafs when they were you, rebuilding. You think that after what's happened with Ron Francis, you think Ron Francis can hire Mike Babcock and that not look weird? Ooh, yep. yep. I don't nope, think so. That's not happening. Yep. No, yep. I think it's going to be... Point. Ooh. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Mike Babcock for a year. Would not be shocked if we didn't. he didn't get hired this summer and midway through next season when somebody gets fired, he, he gets brought on. Would not be shocked. Jakes. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Just okay. a thought. John Hines in New Jersey? Nope, they can't afford a coach like Mike Babcock. Mm-mm. Huh. Unless the Leafs are still also, paying the lion share of his salary. I don't know what John Hines is supposed to do. I think that's a fundamentally flawed team. And I, I, I have to tell you, I don't know if it's the team being that bad, but PK's numbers are evidently the advanced numbers are not looking great for him the last couple of years. You know what's going to hurt a lot? Watching Nazem Kadri raise the Stanley Cup. And, <laughs> and then After Bozak did it? And then handing it to Taylor Hall. You think Taylor Hall is going to end up in Colorado? I said it before the season began. They have the space to do it. They have a pick that Ottawa gifted them in Byram. 
If you're in New Jersey, that's you that's that. got to be where it starts. Right. Hall for Byram. I was talking to producer Drew, and he's an Avalanche fan, so naturally he thinks the Devils need to sweeten the pot. I told him that's ridiculous, <laughs> but I think that's where it starts, and it may just be that one for one, Byram for Hall. Okay, and who's I, Drew, by the way? Producer Drew, a oh. hat picks, dang it's from Sportsnet. All oh, right. you don't know them, you dirty bell person. No, I watch them. I'm just saying. You for bell anybody yeah, people know who, who are this... listening just don't know people. Yeah. They Steve. do in your life, Steve. They <laughs> do. You know what? That's a dang it. <laughs> do we have any other questions, Jess? Yes. Um, uh, Brian five or six retired. I saw that. Uh, he announced on Twitter that after a lot of consideration, I've decided to retire. Brian five or six. It's been a hell of a ride. I'm very appreciative of it. Although I feel like maybe more could have been done with the Brian character. I think I'm ready to go offline and be more in life to focus on my family and my health. And when, he says, thank you. When was this? Uh, uh, a couple, like two days like ago. a week ago. Did he post that no, on his page? No, it was page? more than two days ago. No, it's like Friday. No, it was. Did he post it on his page? or where, where He did tweeted it out oh. and then he'd shut down his Twitter account wow. for like two days and then Damn. he's left it active now. But yeah. Well, we wish him the best. It's yeah. a shame. He was yeah, so to say fun. goodbye. I uh, remember the hockey community. Yeah, he's got he's got like four kids and a full time job. Yeah, and you know he did his best to partner with the Sens for a while, uh, raised raised some money for some good causes out there. Um, he's just gonna go back to his life with his loving family. What mm-hmm. a bummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. sounds like he's got it made. Yeah. Yeah. But, and. Uh, I'm sure the change for them being like a local celebrity all of a sudden, it's, I'm sure it's a lot harder than you would think, you know? Yeah. You know, like he, he hit a nerve and, and really blew up in Ottawa and Mm -hmm. was really resonating with people. Uh, I don't think people, unless you've been through that, you can't really understand probably how that feels. And it's, it's, it's a lot at once. It all seems like it would be like rosy and rainbows and everything. It's, it's not. Well, it's, it's ridiculous how it all changes. Uh, frown guy. Um, with with the Leafs, the 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 selfie between oh, the, the brother and sister, Patricia. So so she was the one who DM'd me. So I so I got that video that I included in my LFR. She's got like seventy thousand Instagram followers now. Wow! In the and, span of two weeks. Yeah, and I think crazy. she had like a thousand. Yeah, maybe. Dude, it's crazy. That's a lot. That is a shitload. That's like twice as many as I have. <laughs> and you're trying. <laughs> I'm trying, right? And she was just. And she took a selfie, it got on a jumbotron and or national TV, and now life changed. So. Dude, and there was there was the drunk dude at the Detroit game the other day. He mm-hmm. didn't quite capitalize on it. But, Smoke uh, a dart on TV. Yeah. Ask dart life how might easy change. It's been for him. Right. Yeah. You've well, seen his tweets lately. Yeah, he's had a he's had, had a rough, rough year. Yeah, I believe he's gone through divorce and some other things. And, oh wow! Yeah. You know, it's it's it, man. Like I'm not saying it's because of that, but uh, to say that internet fame is easy, <laughs> it, it's it's really unwieldy, man. Uh, I could tell you some shit, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anything else? We're good. All right. Well, we're out of here. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. God, it was nice to do a show about stuff hockey and things. Yeah, but like the games and stuff. That yeah. was great. Holy smokes! Wins <laughs> help. Wins help. Wins are nice. Yeah, four and one in the last five ain't bad. You and know what? I hope they continue that. I'm just going to say it. I prefer wins to losses. Weird. Me too. I like them. Strangely. I'm with you on that. Is that weird? Steve. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve.
Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.